Welcome back to the boys 161st Street. Welcome in. Episode 111. None other than Garrett Cole is who we're talking about weighing in at 220 pounds, standing at six foot four from Newport Beach, California. That's where he's from. I don't know why I said it like that. I couldn't really read it. I can't really read most things, but welcome in. I am joined by I am Luke, and I'm joined by Chandler and Damon. Yep. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. You know it's tomorrow? Could not be well, better. When we're recording this, it's not tomorrow, but I know what you're alluding to. Damn. When we're releasing this episode, opening day is two days away. So Garrett Cole, good timing. He'll be on the bump very soon. So is that what you were going to say? Yeah, I was. I was okay. trying to I try not to cool because I've been like, yo, we recorded this a while ago. But... Yeah, we're recording this on the 23rd, so it, it's not but tomorrow. Like, but we are future. just as hyped as we would be that day. But not even close because I'm going to be screaming when baseball's back. Yeah, I'm going to baseball's back. I'm going to rig all the all the speakers in our apartment to be the S Network theme song go off at 8 a.m. and wake up this goddamn city. City never sleeps. Never sleeps, especially on opening day. Kind of does now. You don't know. What do you know about this? You don't city? know anything. That's so funny. That's, that's what we said the entire time. For those listening, it's a little city inside joke if you're from here. You just always like to call other people out for not knowing what you do know when they do talk about the city. Like for example, Alyssa, my girlfriend, she said to Damon, like oh, she'd mentioned Tribeca or something, and Damon immediately snaps back at her and goes, What do you know about Tribeca? Hey, you gotta, like you gotta a little earn bit some of respect a, around here. It's just a little bit of a... It's respect. I don't even know what's what it is. It's just it took us long enough to learn everything about the city. So now, whenever somebody says something about it, we're just like, "What? The, what the fuck do you know about this?" Chandler, <laughs> if you had New York City tap water, you would be you'd go to heaven. It's the best thing in the world. You don't know what's like. I mean, you don't know what's bringing like. it right now. I'll be there for the first series against the Astros. The first thing I'm doing is I'm swinging by your apartment. <clears throat> I want a glass of ice cold tap water in one of the spring training cups. Just yeah, really right. bring the nostalgia factor in, too. I have a nice Tampa Tarpons cup. You're going to be blown away. I can't wait for it. I'm going to record it, get your first reactions. It's going to be great. I'm going to be Cole. floored. I you can't think Garrett Cole drinks that New York City tap water? No, he lives in Greenwich. No, he, Connecticut water is not that good. It's not New York City tap water. It's not New York Let's City talk tap about water. Garrett Cole. Enough about the New York City tap water. Garrett Cole, the ace of the Yankees, obviously. This, see, these, these ones, this is still going to be a, a fun episode, but... This one's probably going to be a little shorter because, you know, what else is there to talk about other than a few things? Like, he's just really good at baseball, and there's nothing else to it. But what he means to this team, and imagine where we would have been last year if we didn't have Garrett Cole. Obviously, we still didn't win, but the entire pitching staff was kind of in shambles, and he kind of held it together. So when you look at the signing and how big of a signing it obviously was before he threw a pitch for the Yankees, but afterwards when you kind of saw that he was the glue that held the Yankees together, just obviously a good signing, but even more so now. And now we have a supporting cast around him. Kluber looks good, barring health. Tyone looks good, barring health. If we get these other guys around Garrett Cole to perform well, we're in for a good, good season. And I'm very excited for it. So Yeah, I think that before we go into what we expect out of him or anything like that, 
I feel like because of the way this starting rotation has been built, his role becomes so much greater, I feel like, than it was last year for two reasons. First, because the rest of the guys in the... I mean, everyone's been showing a lot of promise through these spring training games. I think everyone who we've had doubts about so far, not about not doubts, but uncertainty so far, which is everyone else in the rotation, they've been pretty lights out in the spring training. I know it's spring training, but it's a great sign. It is a good sign, and I don't know that I had doubts. The, the doubts weren't about the performance, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that. I don't even. Not even that. I don't know that it tells you much. I'm very excited about him. Certainly not ha- unhappy about it, but the doubts we have are about the health. So that that has to hold well, yeah. up. And a couple spring training starts aren't going to change our doubts or uncertainties about those things. But it is a good sign. No, but my point. My point behind that is that that's a great sign. Not relevant to Garrett Cole, really. The reason I'm bringing Garrett Cole into this conversation is because he becomes this kind of guy that everyone can. Um, he he becomes a guy that everyone can feed off of in a way. That and, you, and he's you have that guy that like is um, the starting pitcher in the rotation, and you have other guys following up after him and wanting to get to his level. It just makes everyone else so much better. I think we talked about that, his presence in the clubhouse and how it makes everyone better. That that becomes so much more important this season because of the rotation that has been orchestrated. Let's talk orchestrated. I agree. He's the, uh, I mean, he's the rock of that whole thing. And with all the question marks and stuff like that, you know, it kind of plays into what you were saying. Um, you know, if a couple guys need to miss a start here or there, or, you know, they start getting fatigue whatever and you know they get smacked around a little bit you have that guy to come in every fifth day guaranteed dude's a workhorse he's not gonna need a day off he's gonna be out there every single fifth day and give you a top start in the league and you can pretty much damn near guarantee that every time he's out there so like people were talking about the whole potential idea of doing a sixth a six-man rotation and we've talked about that before. And I don't want that to happen if it means taking away from Garrett Cole. Boone has said Garrett Cole can and will hopefully throw 200 innings, which is kind of the gold standard for a workhorse pitcher, and he's done it before. Sevy's done it before. That's what we're expecting out of Garrett Cole. It's what we need at Garrett Cole. And if he doesn't hit that mark, I'd be kind of upset. So I mean, he's done it the past three se- three full seasons. Has he? Yeah. Two- so in 2017... 203, and then 200, then 212, and then a 60-game season, he had 73. So, I mean, starting off there, that's my expectation for him. I need him, I need him to smash that, and I need him... Obviously, he's going to do amazing things. Maybe he's not going to hit that in his last full season. He had 300-plus strikeouts. I don't know where he stands in the all-time strikeouts in one season, but I know he's one of the tops in the Astros organization. That was a big deal over there, and... Obviously, they cheated, but you know, I don't think he did. People are talking about his pine tar. I hope that stays under wraps. If he is cheating with the pine tar, let's just get better at it. Let's get better at hiding <laughs> that because sometimes it did look kind of blatant. I don't know if it was sweat there. I know he does that little thing where he grabs the, the brim of his hat. Every, but yeah, everyone does that. I think if he gets caught cheating, I will be upset. And I, <laughs> I listen, he, that, there is some part of me that, that, thinks that there's a chance that could happen. I'm not talking about that. Pine tar is not cheating. I just hope it doesn't happen. I, he's coming from a, a, the land of cheaters. 
And he's really good. And when you're really good at something, people want to find out why you're that good. And the, the microscope is on him. So I digress. I hope he wasn't cheating. I hope he isn't cheating. But he's really good. And that's what makes me think he's cheating because he's so good. His spin rate's so high. So, I mean, what, what explains it? I, I mean, maybe he's just that good. I hope he's just that good. God-given talent. That too. But one thing that he did struggle with last year was fucking G-Man Choi. So, if we could eliminate that. Because G-Man Choi, look up, pull up G-Man Choi's career stats. Because I don't know the, the numbers specifically off the top of my head. We talked about it last season, what his numbers were against Garrett Cole. And they were some disgusting numbers. And then it showed the numbers against everybody else. And they were not even, <laughs> they were laughable. But if we could just stop that. I, and it, it's not just G-Man Choi. I googled G-Man Choi Dude. stats. And the first time pops up is versus Garrett Cole. Okay. So <laughs> he hit get almost 700 against him last year. It was disgusting. He hit 667 last year against Garrett Cole. That's, but it's not just G-Man Choi. It, it, the main villain to Garrett Cole was G-Man Choi. And that was his bugaboo. But it's always been the bottom half of the order is what he what he was struggling with. And we were talking about that too. So maybe when you face the bottom half, Garrett Cole, I know you got a big ego and you're very good at not a big ego. I know you know you're good, but maybe let's let's keep pitching against the bottom half guys, because they still are professional baseball players as well. And they can hit a batting practice fastball if you groove it down the middle. And that's what he did. A lot of the times he would challenge them with his fastball and say hit it and they're professional hitters, so they can. So maybe let's take every at-bat seriously. That's my only my only qualm with Garrett Cole. Obviously, he's a stud. He's going to have a sub-3 ERA. He's going to be a beast. One of the favorites to win the Cy Young, if not the favorite to win the Cy Young. Let's I mean, just take every at-bat seriously. That's yeah. my only... Like, I mean, if I, if the I had dude to is pick, so, that'd be that. Dude is so happy to be a Yankee. <clears throat> That's just one thing I wanted to say. I love watching him walk around there in spring train, waving to everybody, waving to the fans. He, he wasn't smiling like that in Houston. There's just <laughs> no way. The dude's happy. Yeah. He wants to be here. He's he's going to run away with the Cy Young. Yeah. Absolutely run away with it. Run away with it. Uh, no competition. Unanimous, even. I mean, this this is his first, this is his first full season, season as a New York Yankee. It's pretty pretty exciting. You know, like what I I expect a lot from him. Another thing that is changing, I want I don't know changing is the word, but Boone announced they weren't doing the personal catcher anymore, so that that's exciting to me. I never was a big personal catcher guy. Then we got into the splits and we saw the numbers when Higgy was catching him. I don't think th- those were small sample sizes, the wise words wise words of Murph, but I don't think the personal catcher was a big deal. The numbers were eye-popping, but that I was think, surprising. I think over me. the course of a full season, we're not going to see those numbers be those numbers. And I think, I don't know. I, I, I'm glad we're not doing the personal catcher thing. I am actually, shockingly, for once, for you guys all, I, I'm I'm optimistic about Gary. And no. I think that that comes with accepting that they can't be a personal catcher anymore. So I, I just never bought into it, and I never wanted to buy into it and I'm glad we're not doing it because Did you say you're optimistic about Gary? Yeah, but that's neither here nor there. We're not we're gonna stop it right there. That's the most praise I'm gonna give at this very moment. We'll see if he continues. But I ten for his last twenty one with ten Ks. Uh-huh. Or one for his one for his last twenty one with ten Ks in spring. This isn't the Gary. Not very 
I'm just not very optimistic about it. Actually, well, this actually kind of goes hand in hand because after seeing that at first, I was like, okay, personal catch or whatever. But his best spring start came with Higgy, which was his last one. He struck out eight in four innings. And then Gary's also not even hitting anymore. So I don't know. I mean, you like I said, not it? the Gary episode. I don't think he needs it. He's Garrett Cole, but. If Gary, if Gary Sanchez continues to just nosedive in spring training and he keeps, you know, if he has another start or two with Higgy and he has their best three starts, I mean, put two and two together, Higgy's going to make the roster. So, yeah, has, I, don't, I don't know if the trigger is going to be that quick to pull it back to the like how, how many games in a row, let's say things spiral again and Garrett Cole is not pitching well. How many games do you give it or do you think Boone will give it? Until he throws the personal catcher behind the dish before he throws Higgy behind the dish, I I think that it we 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 have to we have to figure out if this is a Garrett Cole problem or a Gary Sanchez problem, and I don't think well Cole has had personal catchers every every year. Right, I'm aware, but but I'm saying like how how can we how can we go from okay Garrett Cole had a a below average start and it's Gary Sanchez Sanchez's fault. We, we, we can't, make, we can't make that direct fault. assumption. I don't no, think it's I, his fault, but if 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 Gary's not hitting, and Cole's per, like better with you know Higgy, then what what's the point? The whole point of having Sanchez in there. I mean, it's a comfortability thing, and the whole point of having a personal catcher is comfort. And if you're not sacrificing any hitting for it, which you know, I'm not saying Gary's gonna have the worst season ever. I'm just saying if he continues to trend in the direction he is which is a bad season, a bad spring, and you blah, 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 then what's I mean, what's I, the point of not doing it? I, I kind of disagree with the with not having a personal catcher. I think I think the personal catcher should be um we sh- we should do it for our ace, for sure. Like if Garrett Cole wants to throw to somebody, he should be able to. Because Whatever makes him most comfortable. If he wants fucking diamond shoes to go wear out there to pitch, you go get him why, some diamond why are you against, fucking Nike why, cleats. Why are you against it? I just think you should nut the fuck up. You're getting paid so much money. Why are you nitpicking? Why do you need the perfect scenario? Why can't you just fucking throw? I, I, you're getting paid you so care? much money. Because it throws everything off. What throws I mean, what off? Maybe, it's, maybe that's one of the reasons why Gary had a down year because he was being questioned. I mean, you look at I mean, I don't know if this translates, but you look at football and Carson Wentz was benched and he's in and out of his starter role and then he plays poorly because of that. It gets into your head. And he maybe played that, poorly before that. but That's not true. That's neither here nor there. We'll talk about something Same else. thing with Gary Sanchez. Yeah. It's not like he just automatically started playing shitty when he started getting benched for well, it, it, it Things spiraled after that. So I'm saying when somebody has their starter status in question – because in a consistent basis, every time the best pitcher on our team is out on the mound, then that's going to mess with you. And I don't know if that's the conversation we're going to have. I think I'm more so against it because I want him to just nut the fuck up. Like if you're I agree. Gary to nut the fuck up. No, fuck, this isn't the Gary episode, and I can't believe I'm telling you to shut up about shitting on Gary, but it's about Garrett Cole. And if he is getting paid this much money, he shouldn't have to be in the perfect scenario to do well or be comfortable with their catcher. Whatever it is, just throw the fucking ball. Be Garrett Cole. Just throw the ball. 
figure I it agree, out. but why does it matter? Like, it, like it's not like you're taking a huge step down offensively when Gary's hitting the way he is. If I, Gary Sanchez is like the it. Gary Sanchez I, I think... of old and he's out there crushing baseballs, then yes, I'm with you. Like, nut up, fucking throw to whoever. You're the best pitcher on the planet. You should and be able to. Hoping but, for. but all things like as they are sitting today, that I mean, it's not, you're not giving anything up by making him more comfortable. So it doesn't hurt You're anything. Up, like I think potentially him. that's one of the factors I think that just make it that much harder for Gary to have the bounce back. And I, if we're banging one through nine and Gary is cra- crushing baseballs out of the nine hole, we're a World Series team, no question about it. And I think that's just one little thing that if I'm again, I'm, I'm nitpicking here, but I don't like the personal catcher. I never have. And I think if we can move on without it, I think it's just better for the whole team. I don't. Th- I really don't think the numbers are that eye-popping over 162. I think he just has to settle in. He was comfortable with Higgy because he's played with him before. He, I forget where he played with him, but he played way back in the day with him. I think he roomed with him, if I'm not mistaken. Back in the day, I think they played at like played, IMG played, Academy played or something. Little League together. Little League, yeah. So he's just comfortable with him. Maybe you just got to... Like, <laughs> I, I go to If you go to a college... You're comfortable with your home friends, but you find out that you like other people and you end up making friends and get comfortable with them too. So, oh, I mean, oh. look at what happened. I started a podcast with a college friend. Now I don't really like him as much because he wants the personal catcher. You, you're over here, not Chandler. This, <laughs> like, uh, if you're, if you're on the audio only, I pointed to Damon and I hopped through his screen. So, all, ad watches on YouTube. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, if we pay a guy to be good, be good. We, we should no. We should give yes. Be good, but we should give him the <laughs> opportunity and the and the uh, assets and materials that he needs to be good. No, I think I think this would make more sense if it were for a lesser, like a, a worse pitcher in a rotation. I think if there were a personal catcher to happen, I'd be more open to having Jordan Montgomery do it. If it get if it unlocks that extra ounce, just shut up for a second. Because I know you're making a Did dumb I say one face. word? You, told yeah, me but you made a really annoying face and I didn't like it. So I'm just saying I am still against the personal catcher. But I think I'd be a little bit, a fraction more for it if it was for somebody else in the rotation, not Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole should just shove to everybody. We got, that's what he's paid to do. That's why he's the best pitcher on the planet. Probably the best pitcher in New York. That's pretty much a coin flip in my book. If it could unlock make make that lesser tier pitcher exactly jordan montgomery someone else like that maybe even devi if devi who a guy who doesn't have much confidence needed a little extra boost to get that comfortability that makes more sense to me garrett cole should just fucking shove and that's that and that's all i want to talk about this because it's really not that big a deal and they're not going to do it so well they might do it we don't know well they called it off for now so we'll see do we think he's the best pitcher in new york The Yankee so. part of me wants to say yes, but really Degrom is so no. good. The fact, the fact, dude, he's throwing harder. He's throwing like a hundred. Like that. <laughs> no. What just happened to your? Ow. What? I'll edit that out. Yeah, that, that was, was weird. Screech. What are you talking about? You screech, screech McGee over there. Oh, I didn't hear that. Can but you hear me fine fact, now? The fact, yeah, the fact that we all sighed like that is very telling. I think he's probably not the best pitcher in New York, but it's not a the bad two thing. best pitchers in baseball are in New York, so it's neither here nor there. And the ground pitches in the NL, so he's not going to be in his Cy Young way, but 
that's not a knock. DeGrom is so fucking good. His slider goes 94. Most guys' fastballs don't go 94. It's just gross. He's throwing 101 how do you, in the spring. It's just disgusting. But How do you get up to 101 and get faster over the age of 30? I, I want to know how that's possible. He's like 32, so and he's just gaining like two. They should look into Jacob DeGrom over there in Queens. Dude, at this rate, by the time he's 45, he's going to be touching 200. I don't know if there's a stat better every day. He takes that literally. That's what DeGrom would do. So the over-under is set for 15 and a half wins. (laughs) Love the segue into that. Um, I'm hammering the over. Yeah, hammering the over over too. Absolutely. So Baseball Reference has him with one save. I am stoked to watch that one save because I am assuming – that's a playoff save. World Series Game 7. That's World Series Game 7 right there. And I'm more confident that he's going to... Do the projections include playoff stats? I feel like that they do today. A regular season. They do today. That's, that's what lit up in my mind when I saw that stat. So, to leave you guys on this, Garrett Cole is pitching. Not tomorrow. We'll call it tomorrow. Very soon. A couple hours. Times two, a lot of hours, but from when you listen to this. But Garrett Cole is pitching, and that is that is something we have missed for so long, having a bona fide number one opening day starter, which actually reminds me of something that I find funny in the Major League Baseball, that thing that we like to talk about. It's whenever they name the opening day starters, I feel like it's just so funny. Like Everybody makes a fuss about naming the opening day starters when it's so obvious. On some teams, it's not obvious. For example, the Tigers named Matthew Boyd, which, oh, wow, could have named this guy, could have named that guy. Probably not because he's the only good pitcher on that team. But I just find it funny. He's like, oh, DeGrom is named the opening day starter. And that's all they talk about on MLB Network. And I just thinking to myself, of course he was. Who what is Got Stroman going to be the opening Pickens. day starter? But that was just something that I found funny. But I'm just excited that the Yankees have that opening day starter that is going to be the opening day starter. Because yeah. in years past, we have... A lot of guys who are similar. It would be Tanaka, or is it Paxton, or is it all these other guys? Domingo. I don't know. It's a lot of guys. After Cole, it's a lot of guys that are all of similar skill. So I'm glad we have one guy who's a clear cut, leading the pack to opening day. Get us started on the right foot against the Toronto Blue Jays, who have a good offense. So it's going to be a good test right out of the gate. And if he gives up home runs early, which he did a lot of that last year, that's another nitpick that I would do. Let's cut that down. Let's just start shoving out of the gates. You make a lot of money. So pitch. Yeah, pitch well. That's what I want out of him. He will pitch well, it, but I want him to pitch yeah. better than well because he's getting paid a lot of money. So You think they'll let him go deep in the first game? Mm, probably. Mm. Well, uh, I'm saying six and two-thirds. The last thing we saw of was one five. Run he baseball. went five and he shoved in his last spring training start. I don't know if there will be another start but before this. Probably not. So that was his last spring training start. He went five, so I, I doubt they're, they're going to let him. I mean, if he's absolutely shoving, his pitch count's low, which I don't really think it will be low. They tend to be higher in the beginning of the season because they don't have the control down. So I, I foresee him going five innings or something strong. Uh, it's a tough lineup. I'm not going to discount that. It's a tough lineup. We'll break it down more in the series preview that actually comes out tomorrow. Add. So the series preview with... Section 138 podcast. It's a Blue Jays podcast. We're going to be talking to them and putting that out tomorrow. Going to be a lot of fun. We'll preview the Blue Jays side of the matchup. We talk a lot about Yankees here. So 
That's the Blue Jays side of things. If you want the early access to that episode, check out patreon.com slash 161boys. Doing live episodes. Whenever we do record them, we just click stream to our Patreon. It's a lot of fun. Hop in the chat. These episodes are all uploaded to YouTube every time. If you want the video version, I understand if you don't, Chandler's not a looker right now, but these are, <laughs> these are always uploaded to YouTube as well as on every podcast app that you're already on. Love you guys. Let's go Yanks. Let's, let's have a fucking World Series year and let's start tomorrow or what, the day after, whatever it may be. World April Series Fool's starts Day. Now. Starts imagine, Thursday. Imagine April Fool's Day. They're just like, ah, fuck it. We're playing tomorrow, April Fool's. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be uh, so April, April Fool's, we're starting again in July. <laughs> April, April, April Fool's, Fool's COVID's April, back. Yeah, I was about to say April Fool's COVID's back. I don't even say that. Sorry, I take it back. I said it too. I take it back. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.